0: Come now, my darlings, and step back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things they were not for sale, and what was sacred had not yet been forgotten. Before. Hi, everybody. I am Lady Stars of Fire. My real name is Michelle Espinosa. I don't know why I felt the need to say that today. All right. (laughs) I think it's because I do it normally on a video. But you were uh, the the weekly healing messages, which I skipped this week. But um, you are listening to Otherland Dreams, and I'm here with Hill Hippie. Hello. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm trying to, I guess, collide them in my mind. Somehow and make myself feel better about missing it. (laughs) Anyway... So, tonight, uh, I wanted to do the show a lot, I I just felt okay, I had already decided that we were going to do the show on animal medicine in some way, shape, or form, but when it came time to do the show, I just really felt that I needed to go towards bird energy, in general, because I've been really having the birds talk to me this week, uh, I've been having just a lot of energy coming in from the birds. But before we get into all of that, I do want to say happy um, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. And because this is that kind of a show, I want to validate for those who may have assumed that this show may have taken a turn into like love spells and stuff that there, there's a reason why I didn't. I don't teach spells. So, with it being Valentine's Day, I wish you all the love and joy, but I don't teach spells, and I wasn't even trying to go that route, and neither does Hill Hippie. He's not into the witchcraft, so. With that being said, that's why we did not go that way, but we wish you plenty, plenty love.
1: Plus, I don't condone the use of spells to make someone fall in love with you. Exactly. If you want to cast a spell on somebody, you do it the old-fashioned way, with your charm (laughs) and your smile.
0: Exactly. I mean, I don't believe in love spells in that form, and... I'm weird with my spells anyway. Like I said, my stuff pretty much all goes into healing in one form or another. So, to those of you who use spells, you know, that's all on you. And I have no love or hate for you either way. It's just that's not something that I was going to be doing. And I wanted to make sure that that was understood as we came into this show for the night. But like I said, this whole week, as we've come into this week, I've just been getting, like, bird guidance left and right and, and just... It was reminding me of all the different bird omens that there is out there. And then, you know, all the different spirit guides that are of animals, that, well, of birds in general. And there, it's, it's impossible to pick one is better than the other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, they all have special, wonderful meanings. But it's impossible to pick one over the other, and there was no way I could just pick all of them. So I was like, let's just go with omens, and I'll go back over birds on another show individually for what they are with that being said is there anything you want to say before i jump into this
1: actually i do well, uh proceed. we had a listener comment on one of our videos
0: <coughs> excuse me we
1: did we did uh shout out to katrina i'm not going to use your last name even though it is your last on the com- name your last name
0: I know, but it sounded like you said Lastling.
1: Lastling? Mm hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, go ahead. Your
1: last name, <laughs> even though it's out there on uh, YouTube.
0: I don't think everybody can read that. I think that's only for you.
1: Usually, when I see comments on uh, YouTube, the username that the person has picked will display on anybody's comments.
0: Okay, I just thought that it was only for the one who... Either
1: way, I'm not throwing out no last names.
0: Well, no, and I wouldn't expect you to, but I was saying in general, I thought it was only for the person who have who the YouTube channel.
1: Uh, I've seen uh, full names on many of your comments.
0: What do I know? I don't know. I don't know nothing
1: about that. <laughs> so, you're speaking on something you don't know anything about?
0: Exactly. All right. ahead.
1: Uh, let that be said, Otherland Dreams is uh, a separate entity from Lady Stars and Fire. We do not condone, uh, condone all things that come out of her mouth. Just most of them, but not about YouTube.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, you know.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, big shout-out to uh, a listener, Katrina, for uh, posting a comment. Uh, Had a show suggestion for us, which uh, Lady Stars and Fire and I are currently working on getting that put into the rotation for you. Uh, She had a couple of questions, which are her questions. I'm not going to put her out and blast like that. That's good. And she has received a response from us. So, please, feel free to comment. uh, Either email me at... uh, H I L L H I P P I E at fxbgpr.com or leave comments on our videos and we will get back to you. We love, love, love Valentine's Day. Love interacting <laughs> with our listeners.
0: <laughs> and you can always leave me messages on Lady Stars and Fire as well. Ladystarsandfire.com because I have contact information. So you could if you have anything you want to say, you could always hit me there as well.
1: Just with- don't hit her there. It yeah. is Valentine's Day.
0: Yeah, please be nice. Okay, with that being said, let's jump into this week. Um, I'm just going to kind of run down a list of some of the ideas that I came across of, you know, like bird omens. And then I'll get a little bit deeper into the information. But I want to just start off with the list of different things. Like I said, there's so much. Birds bring so much to us in general. It's, It's not just the omens. I mean they're considered to be thought of as a connection from the divine, that they kind of cross worlds. So, I mean, they bring so many messages that are of a higher vibration and sometimes of a vibration that is above our understanding because it's a higher vibration or it enters through the never-ending cycles of what would be considered the tree of life. (laughs) <laughs> you're you're missing it, Ek. <laughs> he was pointing to his tree of life behind him <laughs> as he stands up. Is like really, <laughs> but so I mean, and and that's why I wanted to do the show this week this way because that's kind of the messages that I personally was getting from the birds was the cycles within the cycles of the tree of life and the never ending change. But with that being said, let's just start with where I was starting with. Number one um, crows, ravens, and blackbirds are said to bring news of good pass- passage and protection started to say passion. (laughs) And I was like, that was not where I was going with that. The
1: passion of the crows?
0: (laughs) The passion of the crows.
1: (laughs) Well, that's kind of scary because a group of crows is called a murder. I
0: I figured you were going to go right with that. I was like, I I figured you would know that, but not everybody knows that.
1: Well, now our listeners know that. No,
0: that's awesome. Okay. Hawk represents clear sightedness and vision. Owls are birds that are considered of ill omens. Now, I don't necessarily fully agree with that.
1: Owls are symbols of ill omen?
0: It is if you look at it in a form, but then some people would disagree with it like I do. Um, Owls have to do a lot with death and the transformation. So it also has to do with healing. But if it's bringing about healing and the death of that transformation, then it's also typically dealing with illness Prior to that transformation,
1: see, uh, how does owls equate to death?
0: They, uh, they have a lot to do with the underworld, which is considered, you know, the land of the dead.
1: Right. But so
0: that's where a lot of that comes from. They have just, a bad rap, That's just, just like
1: old superstitions, because they yeah, come out yeah, at I'm, night. I'm not
0: denying that. Mm. I'm saying they have a bad rap of, of being evil. And so to speak, and I disagree with that because, I mean, I'll admit I have an owl as one of my guides, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's it's important to me, you know, but I do see where, like you said, from that old superstition that the ill omen could be thought of in that, but that's also because it's being thought of from a small minded point of
1: view. Right.
0: And I'm just going down the list of what it is, but like I said, I can see where it falls in that line of that transformation
1: don't worry Al I still love you
0: <laughs> exactly um, hummingbird hummingbirds ho- hoovering hovering hoovering hoover? they hover hoover. <laughs>
1: Hey hover uh, we need to get some uh, we need to get some hummingbirds in the house now we can get rid of our vacuum cleaners <laughs> the hummingbirds should be running around hoovering up all all the messes that'd be awesome until until they poop all over the place.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about.
0: (laughs) Well, my mouth and me, we just... mm -hmm, We're not getting along. Is that that unusual? See, I have two videos that I did not make. I'm making this one now. So apparently my mouth wants to screw up for both of them because it missed it in the first part around. (laughs) (laughs) that's my bullshit excuse to myself (laughs) okay Um, hummingbirds hover nearby typically means it's of achieving the impossible moving forward and starting to you know be steady at moving into a direction that you thought was impossible and starting to achieve these goals why are you looking at me like that
1: Listening <laughs> I was and just... thinking about what it, uh, a hummingbird's heartbeat feels like.
0: How have you felt a hummingbird? Yes. Tell me. Tell me more.
1: We went to this uh, event sponsored by the Audubon years and years. Isn't Audubon? Yeah, the Audubon Society. Uh, years and years ago, where they were uh, catching, tagging, and releasing hummingbirds. And the crazy thing about uh, these hummingbirds is once they're caught and they will set them in your hands, and they won't get up and fly off on their own. You actually have to throw them up in the air in order like to get them to take them. off. Yeah, pop them up. But when you they set these birds on your hands, because you if you paid like $10 or $20, whatever it was, you were sponsoring a bird. And for that donation, they you were allowed to, whatever bird that you were sponsored, they tagged it. You were, your name was applied to that tag. You got to release that bird and fill its heartbeat. And it's just...
0: (laughs) Well, see, I think the omen here goes with the fact that when they fly, they're supposed to be very speedy. Just like you would say, the heartbeat. So achieving the impossible and being able to move steadily forward would go with that.
1: So in order to achieve the impossible, you have to move fast?
0: But you have to be steady.
1: I guess... I guess. At least that's what the basis of all Flash comic books is about. (laughs)
0: go fly (laughs) okay the next one would be uh birds in the house and the many different things that may depend on what that behavior would be with the bird being in the house now um the next one as we move forward would be um when birds fly in the window and what it may encounter, or obstacles that it may be bringing into your life.
1: Okay, in the window or into the window? Lies.
0: Well, I would assume it would be into the window, not 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 like killed itself, like like.
1: Yeah, that's into the window. In the window is the glass is not there, and it makes it into the house.
0: See, but I would put that more under the dead birds.
1: Okay. I just wanted to to iterate what okay, verbiage well, was you were actually going at here.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. When I get, I mean, if we make it okay, everybody, I always give myself plenty of notes to talk about, and ninety percent of the time we don't get to everything that I've put down in the notes just because we start talking, and that's why we have so many extra shows. We over go and go and go over, for over and over and over again, and that's a wonderful thing, but. We may not necessarily make it that far as to uh, when, you know, all the different ideas between when birds are in the house, when they fly in the window, versus dead birds and stuff. So I'm going to stop right now. and Because dead birds typically are said to represent death and change. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that. I tell people all the time, whenever there's an animal that's not typically part of your life, I mean, like if you have a cat, the cat's not giving you messages because it's your cat. It's with you all the time, and mm-hmm. it has to be an odd animal that's not normally in your life that pops up. That's probably bringing you messages from spirit. Now, when it comes to birds, go ahead.
1: The, the cats I've owned have given me messages. Typically, I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> Smart ass. Yes, they, they. 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 can demand a lot of attention. Cats can. <laughs> The Lord knows my, but my doodle follows me everywhere and looks at me with the biggest eyes of, I love you, mommy. But with that being said. Now feed me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much where that goes, too. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, but I tell people, you know, if it's your pet, I mean, some people have rabbits for pets, okay? So what I'm saying is don't even go there with eating. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Shut my mouth,
0: but what, what I'm saying is is if it's something you see in your normal everyday life, then this is not the kind of message I'm talking about from that animal. I'm saying something that pops up out of the ordinary, like a deer, you know, might be bringing a message to you. Now, the reason I'm going into that is because when I go over this guidance with people often. Sometimes you get the birds that fly into the windows and kind of will, in a form if you want to see it, commit suicide because they flew into the window or injured themselves. Mm -hmm. And I tell people often, I'm like, do you know what kind of bird it was? There might be a message behind there and it's actually turned into a shadow animal and you're just not listening. So where a dead bird in the omens represents metaphysical death and change, it could be, but it may just be also that it's it's something else. It may be, you know, a message like a shadow animal that you are not listening to and it's finally gotten to that point where it's going to injure itself to get it to your attention versus a bird that's flown in the house somehow or in the window however in these days and times but we typically have screens Mm -hmm. so it's not like birds flying
1: not often but it does happen
0: it does happen if a bird follows you one of the ideas is that it is a guardian over you like a guardian and I don't mean like a guide like, like a totem or a guide. The idea is, uh, what is it? Cardinals are, are said to be like you're f- like a family mem- member. And if a family member recently has crossed over and cardinals start popping up in your life, it is somebody in the family who's come to visit and say, hey, I'm okay.
1: So James O'Barr has lied to us. Who is
0: James Obar?
1: The creator of the Crow graphic novel. The one the movie was based off of, saying that crows are the uh, link between the land of the living and the realm of the dead.
0: No, they are.
1: Oh, okay. But they
0: are they, all of the birds are technically, but one of the omens is that cardinals pop up, and you know how like they they say you know uh, uh, butterflies might pop up for a family member, and, and whatnot? not? They give the same kind of idea to cardinals. As showing up as family members. So therefore it would be like a guardian or like an, or uh, some people would see it as like your guardian angel showing up. But this is also if they follow you, they may be, you know, popping up as a guardian or just have a message for you at this time in life. And maybe you should acknowledge it and look up what that is. Um, And lastly is, if I'm saying it right, ergery. Augury? Augury, okay. Augury is um, flight patterns of birds to uh, answer life questions. Learning how to understand those flight pa- patterns may help you to evolve and move yourself forward and understand situations within in your own life by understanding this. This is exactly why I came to this this week. Because... I wouldn't say it was the flight, it was the flight patterns, but it doesn't, it wasn't happening to do with the, like the upshift of the thermal, inner, thermal air that was helping lift them. It was, I swear, everywhere I went for like four days in a row, I was seeing like swarms of birds just flying in, in like a circle or a circle eight and I it's just
1: circle eight
0: yeah they were like you mean a figure eight yeah circle of eight okay so it's I not say, a circle it's a circle of eight it just goes around
1: that sounds like a piratey term
0: <laughs> the circle of eight <laughs>
1: I got ahead of my nine pieces of the circle of eights. (laughs) i I'm
0: sorry. Well, you know, it was either a circle in general. I mean, like they'd come out of nowhere. And a lot of times, well, when I get into that a little bit more, I'll explain that a little bit more. But that was part of what brought me to the show tonight of wanting to discuss the birds because they they were calling to me. So with that being said, that's why I went that way. Um... But I'm going to go into the next thing. People get the idea of white birds. White birds just being, okay, like they get the idea of black birds being bad, which is not entirely true. You know, but they also get the idea of white birds being of good fortune, which typically is true. Um, Such as doves. They symbolize peace, joy, and love. But uh, white pigeons are linked to holiness and guardianship or guardian spirits as well. Pigeons and doves are both, I mean, were also the only birds that the ancient Hebrews believed were appropriate for sacrificing. Did you know that? No. I thought that was interesting. No. I didn't know that at all. Hmm. But I thought that was interesting. Um on the other hand, many other cultures would use the color of white to represent emptiness and death. So it's not that black only represents white. I mean, black only represents death because it's a transformation. It's not always just about a final death you know people have grown hopefully in this time when they start to look at birds especially people who are listening to this show not everybody has but i mean we are starting to move in that direction but a lot of people do misinterpret and think that white is always about um you know holiness and and goodness exactly um let me let me see um we have the seagulls, though, is the ones that's been speaking to me the most over this past week.
1: Mine, I my, mean, mine,
0: mine, 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 mine. No, I, I mean, I mean, <laughs> mine, 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 mine.
1: <laughs> tell you what, when that movie came out, I, I thought that was the most clever and accurate thing I've ever seen because I've been on a deck on the second floor of this house on the beach one morning eating a biscuit, and next thing I knew there was a a flock, I guess, of about twenty of these uh, assholes just hovering me. Mine, mine, my mine, mine, mine. And I knew what they wanted. They wanted the biscuit. Yeah. <clears throat> so here I am. I'm breaking off pieces, throwing them up in the air, watching these things dive after these pieces and almost colliding in midair. It was kind of mystical, and at the same time, I kept thinking, "Don't poop on me, birds." <laughs>
0: He'll poop on me. I've had a similar situation before. I I, <laughs> I, I happened to be, I pulled over like at a Burger King one morning and I was eating some breakfast. And I had like the tater tots or something.
1: The hash browns?
0: Yeah. And I, I was nibbling on them, but I had the window open. And I was talking to my mother. um, And I had her in the car with me and the window was down. And I just wasn't paying any attention. And I had the tater tot in my hand. And the next thing I know is I was like fighting with this eagle. <laughs> I mean, he was like flying, flying, and I was like, "Give me I mean, I gave it to him, but I was in shock. I was like, "What do I? What do you do?"
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you even fought it. What were you, if you'd won and got it back? What were you going to do with
0: it? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I didn't want it. I was just in shock. I was like, "What? Are, what?" Oh well, okay. It's
1: mine. You're not going to take it. I'm not going to eat it now because it's been in your dirty bird mouth.
0: <laughs> but you <laughs> can't take it. But I was in shock. I was like, "Why? Why?" Okay, but anyway. <laughs> Seagulls are, are said to bring you messages from the sea, but as well they're said to bring you messages from the other side. There is so much about seagulls, and like I said, I'm not going to go into it right now. I can't go into every animal, there's just not time. But it is also speaks to you because of the sea, that with it being a white animal and of the sea, it's digging deep into your healing emotions, and it's time to allow the healing to take place. So um, that was the first round. I'm sorry, I'm playing with this computer and I'm not used to it. So I'm trying to move forward in this direction and learn how to do this because they say I'm old school. (laughs) <laughs> and they're picking on me no. and saying that it doesn't look good for me to not use the computer
1: <laughs> no, no I'm not saying it doesn't look good for you to not use the computer if you want to have all your notes on a notepad or a notebook <laughs> that's fine it's when you pull up your phone and you're sitting there scrolling on your phone it just doesn't look good on video
0: <laughs> see and I appreciate also it. the
1: phrase I lost my place Yep.
0: Uh, well you know what I can lose my place on this
1: that's why you need paper you guys just
0: want me to waste so much more time doing this. Bring a, bring and what worked for me wasn't so difficult. It was bring just a dryer your opinion. <laughs> You're mean. Okay, anyway. What are you next. talking
1: about? So much more work for you. I'm the one who set it up.
0: Well, he said write it all down and put it on a pad. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I'm like, that's just too much. Okay, anyway. Um. Next one is, you know, owls and buzzards have gotten a bad rap as well. Typically they're looked at, you know, as like I said earlier, the owl was looked at with an ill rap, you know, as well as the buzzard. The buzzard is always looked at as death. And it's funny because they both have a bad rap, but the it's it's not the same as the crow or the raven. I mean, am I wrong? No, I mean they—they're more seen as for as for transformation, even though uh, I mean it, it's like they've evolved where the other two ref- like like people refuse to let them evolve. Is it just me?
1: No, I wouldn't say so. Okay, but I—I got to admit I've got the the young buzzard from Looney Tunes going through my head. Oh, I'm bringing home a baby bumblebee. <laughs> Oh Mama, be so proud of me. Yeah. So you know. This is
0: what I do with every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know I love you, darling. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Go back to work.
0: I can't say nothing. That, that I do a lot of stupid shit that he has to put up with. So. <laughs> no lie. Okay, but I mean, owls and buzzards have a bad rap, but I mean it's all about the need of healing and cycles in general, and in some forces, yes, it is impending death that is not gonna, you know, change. I mean, like I said, uh, buzzards is buzzards or vulture is one of mine specifically, and I always say they're they're the ones that are gonna get out there and they're gonna do the job that nobody else wants to do. I mean, they're the they're the cleanup crew.
1: Yeah, they keep calm and carry on.
0: <laughs> they're the cleanup crew. They're going to do the shit nobody wants to do. Wordplay. Yeah. Uh-huh. You had to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But in Eastern Europe, owls are, are said if they land on your rooftop that it is a death that is coming to the home. Old Native American ways also believed that evil forces were behind some of the evil tasks taken place with owls. Hmm. However, like I said, they have changed in the time timing as, as they've come to understand the animals better. Yeah, I'm not going there. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but I mean... I, I have a lot of respect for the owl in general, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for the buzzard.
1: Okay. In respect to the owl, I read a book, uh, I want to say, back in the early aughts by Stephen King called Bag of Bones. Uh And in this book, uh, one of the superstitions in the narrative world of Stephen King is that owls helped keep away evil spirits. Now mm-hmm. is that just something that came out of his twisted little brain, or is that? See,
0: and that's what I'm saying. I think it has to do with different tribes and different ideas over the cultures as they've changed, because many believe is the owl, you know, in the same form of, you know, like grandfather spirit. It, it, they look, they look up to it, T- but they also Tunkashala. What? What was the name?
1: Grandfather spirit. Was the name Tunkashala. Okay.
0: They look up to it in that event, in that, in that viewing, that awe. But in the same form, I think it took time for them to get there because with it being an underworld animal, it took a long time for them to evolve and everybody to evolve out of realizing the underworld is just another side of the tree of life and it's evolving. Mm-hmm. So it's very much a positive energy even though it, it's, it's kind of like, as I like to say, the bat is. The bat is, you know, the animal, the bat. The bat is very much a positive and powerful guide, but it comes from a dark way. What?
1: I'm sorry. What did it's, I do? It's just as when you said the anim- the bat, you know, the animal, your hands went up <laughs> and you pantomime a
0: bat. You know why? Because I don't know how many times I've brought up bat to people, and they look at me like a baseball bat, and I'm like, no, bat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they forget it exists. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like a bat.
1: It's just funny.
0: <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, I have so many guides, and I'm not trying to brag. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous, and I can't keep up with all of them. But, I mean, I, I see it in that same kind of energy, not with the same guidance. Because the guidance is far nothing to do with each other. But the energy is similar. It's coming from out of the darkness and rising again. And Mm -hmm. helping bring the healing forward. And the wholeness and...
1: Rebirth and new beginnings.
0: Yeah, but I mean, this goes more than just rebirth. This goes into wholeness. This goes into... I mean, you you can rebirth and still only have gone that far. You understand what I'm saying?
1: You must have a small body. (laughs)
0: you know what I mean I'm saying people can rebirth and let something go and start to move on and are going into a new cycle but they haven't fully evolved that's like I call it all the time there's a big difference between being awake and being enlightened you can Mm -hmm. be awake and have no bit of enlightenment the owl is enlightened the bat is enlightened that doesn't mean that all animals are but most birds come into that idea of enlightenment so does like the vulture and the buzzard and the vulture was also (laughs) like i said the vulture has a bad rap just as bad it's been spoken to of of um you know only having to do with death or bringing of death and they all used to only look at it in the physical world but like i said they have to do with being the cleanup crew and has to do with restoring you know Life in general, and bringing the full circle around. It has to do with ceremonies is is what is looked at when you get the uh, vulture. It's overcoming the illness. It's stepping into wholesomeness, wholeness, and redirecting that energy. So it's it's moving in a more harmonious way into the oneness. There's so much you can learn from a vulture. Um, which is also viewed as the turkey vulture um, as you move forward. But, I mean, if you don't know this, then you'll you'll never understand that. There's so many that just stop where they're at.
1: Yeah, I blame Hollywood for its bad rap. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm not going to deny that. I mean, they've left them kind of really in a bad place. I mean, a lot of the animals have been, you know, not given the proper respect they deserve especially. Now, um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to actually use this. (laughs) Um, because I was going to go into some feather guidance. I mean, feather has always been, you know, looked at as, feathers have been signs that have been viewed from people for Eons. I mean, for a very long time, from all different cultures, feathers have left, brought messages. Um, they were they were thought to be signs from the dead, signs from the gods, uh, just messages from spirit in general. Now, you're black. Feathers in general, unless I get into the specific animal itself, Mm. the specific bird, if you don't know what it is and you are just finding the feather, the black uh, feathers are considered to be um, your angels or your spirit guides are protecting you as you are going through uh, a difficult time of awakening within your process of, you know, this transformation. White feathers are considered... Uh, of of answers of letting you them no, letting you know that they are there when they're white and black mixed it is either changes are coming or the past is i'm sorry release it. it it's either the changes are coming or it's telling you to release the release the past from from your energy from who you are where you were going Yellow fe- feathers speak to you of uh, congratulations and telling you you are on the right path. Red feathers speak to you of spiritual uh, spiritual uplifting and needing to uplift yourself and bring more passion in, in a spiritual way as you are moving forward. Green feathers are said to speak to you of love and healing. Pink feathers are said to speak to you of romance in general. Purple has to do with communication and feelings. Gray feathers are are, are of finding peace as you are going through difficult times. Brown feathers speak to you of not having judgment and letting go as you are moving forward and finding a better way of thinking. Now, each individual animal, their, their feathers will speak to you on different levels. I'll put it this way. I may find a brown feather, but if I know it's a hawk's feather, then I know I should listen to the messages of the hawk feather, not just what any typical brown feather may mean. Because if I see a hawk feather, for me personally, I know automatically I'm being told something is not as it seems. And that's because hawk has to do with seeing things more clearly. So, uh, let me get into some of these other ones. Falcons are said to symbolize soulfulness, healing, and speed of movement. Then you have the vulture, which I pretty much just went over with you. We have ravens, which speak to us of... Well, Ravens can be tricksters in the first place. Ravens do speak of the other side, but they can also be tricksters. They speak to you of creation and knowledge, but are you capable of understanding that creation and the knowledge that they are putting in front of you? Nevermore. Huh? Nevermore. (laughs) They speak to you of awareness along with that knowledge and the opportunities of those great changes and what is in store. But can you understand that it is a transformation will take place in order for you to under, to you know, go where you're going? Then we have oop 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 oop. The owl uh, speaks to us of warding off the evil spirits. This is why I said when it comes down, it's it's very twisted because originally the idea was a negative idea, but it is finally starting to change and it's earning its proper dues, so to speak, I guess. Or people are giving it its proper dues. It's earned it a long time ago, but you know what I'm saying. Um, The owl is a guide of uncovering hidden situations within your life, hidden abilities and potentials. It also speaks to us of um, accessing proper situations in a better light. Viewing of... Protection against harm is another thing that, uh, like I said, uh, protection against harm as well as helping you with protection against evil spirits. So, I mean, in one forum, it would be good as a fan for smudging. If you if you knew okay, perfect example. The other day I had to do a cleansing and if I thought that I was going into a negative place, it, I mean I have a fan that has many feathers that I've created. But I don't always pull it out unless I feel that there's a need for their energy to be used in such a way. Otherwise I use it straight for uh what do you call it, feather dusting for people. I don't use it when I smudge, Mm -hmm. so to speak. I use it specifically for people's energy. But like, I don't have it on this listing, but the peacock is one that I also use because of the eyes within the peacock is to help you see what you don't see. So I mean, depending on if you start to learn what the different animals mean and what their feathers mean, it will help you move forward in whatever it is you might be trying to bring to your your energy for whatever reason you have the feather. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is the best way of be putting that. Let me get into the hawk itself. Like I said, speaks to us of come up. It speaks to us of the similar. Uh, Symbolizing a better vision, clear-sightedness, and the big picture. Seeing the bigger picture, seeing the wisdom. If a hawk shows up, you're going to find this interesting because I know exactly where your mind is going to go. If a hawk starts to appear to you, there's a good chance that maybe you should start seeing things from a bigger and higher valued picture. Not for you. It's for somebody else that you know. Uh, yeah, I figured you that would be mean something to you. Yeah, you I didn't.
1: I uh, <clears throat> didn't even think about that until you referenced that in that in just that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah it makes sense what,
0: exactly. And exactly. All right. But um, when I go back to one of the ones I started off with, because we're not going to have too much time to talk about all of this tonight, like you said. Um, how did we say that was Ar- Argory? Argory. Argory. Argory is a study of flight patterns. <laughs> it is the action of birds, and the ancient Cel- Celt, okay, the ancient Celts used the techniques, and so did the Native Americans, to use to understand what these fl- flight patterns were and how to bring that into the guidance that the animal could be bringing you. Now they use the thermal energies within the winds, more or less, to help lift them up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and hawks and eagles and vultures, I believe, are the ones that are most known for this knowledge. They they're the ones that get to pretty much the highest, mm-hmm. I believe. So,
1: well, the falcon as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I just skipped the falcon. I, I believe because it was too light and I
1: couldn't read it. I con- also the condor.
0: Yeah, and you're right, but in my mind, it goes with the vulture. I don't know why it does, it just does. It's the way that is. But, I mean, it speaks to us of, you know, that lifting of energy and and understanding how to follow you know, the energy that's carrying them so they don't have, so they can glide much longer while they're up there without having to exert all of their energy. This is part of what, you know, these birds also teach us is how to rise above and exert our energy in the right ways that allow us to flow so that we don't have to kill ourselves trying to keep up. Because as we try to evolve, we tend to have this problem. A lot of times when, when people start to wake up, they automatically go into, oh shit, I have so much to make right. And all of a sudden, you know, either, whether it's, I have so much to make right with the universe or, you know, the oneness, all of that. The whole point is, is they start moving in that right direction and they automatically feel like they're behind, like they have to catch up. And, that's kind of the way we feel as humans anyway, isn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, we like uh, we were talking about this before the show started tonight. I mean, it's just there's so much you can't keep up with because you're human and as I like to say, life gets in the way of life. And right. it starts to pile up. These birds help you to overcome that. And one of the best ones for it is definitely the eagle. The eagle is known for that energy above everything else and helping you to rise above and move into that higher dimension. Now, with that being said, aren't we at that time?
1: That's why I was signaling you. Yep,
0: go ahead. I shall shut up.
1: Uh, I wasn't wasn't that worried about it because solar ham is going to be real quick. Ain't shit going on. (laughs) Nothing.
0: Nothing.
1: Solar cycle 25 is coming in with a whimper. Really? There's nothing? Nothing.
0: Nothing? Low activity. And you're over? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Wow. That's all I can say on that one. I'm really quite shocked with that. I mean, like, really quite shocked with that. Um, Okay. Uh I put it over there. I was trying to be quiet. I was looking at the time. You failed. (laughs) I know. Okay, anyway. (laughs) I love my phone. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, so from... Do we need
1: to have an intervention? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes, we do. You guys are going to have to sit me down and take it away from me.
1: EK, break out the banner. (laughs) Have you seen uh, the show (laughs) The IT Crowd? I I have. I don't think Lady Stars and Fire has. Okay, good. We need to do... To her phone, what Moss did to Roy's phone. I uh, can't remember what that was off the top of my head. I will remind I you of the Fair phone. enough.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'll find out soon enough, but I don't think I'll like it. <laughs>
1: Probably not. That show is pretty ridiculous.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. So let me get into the astrology for this week. And this week there is a shit ton going on. We do have, um, Valentine's Day is coming up and we'll get into all of that energy, but I have also been stating, excuse me, I've been stating that you have Chiron moving on the 18th and everybody is feeling the tension building. The need to get this done, the need to accomplish this, the need to move forward, and the reason you're feeling that need pushing on you so much is like I've been saying, Chiron is getting ready to leave Pisces and it's getting ready to enter Aries. When it does, it's done with that cycle. Problem is, is I have been saying it was a 100-year cycle when I was incorrect because I went back and I did the math. This is actually a 200-year cycle that's coming to an end, and a 200-year cycle that is coming to a brand new beginning. So as it is changing, you know the direction for the next two hundred years of mankind. Most of you are not going to be here to see that, but you are taking place in the direction it will be going. Most of us, you know what? None of us will. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, I'm saying got people out there just live for two hundred years.
0: Spirit, <laughs> you might be in spirit here to see it, but not physically. Anyway, you know what I mean. Um, But the reason that that everything's coming down on you so hard and pushing you to get this right and make sure this was done and you've taken care of this and people are fighting and all of this is coming up is because like I've been saying those skeletons are coming up and out of the closet and the closet will close and slam shut after the 18th but the frustrate frustrations and the irritations that you've already had lift up and that knowledge that's been given to you that is not going to go away that's still going to stick with you for the next three weeks in an inferno of fire trying to make sure you're getting in that right direction and there's nothing you're going to be able to do about that it's not going away so that is helping to make sure that there's no way you aren't going in the proper direction with that being said on top of that energy you have a full moon that is taking place with a void of course from leo to virgo the very next day on the 19th now the full moon is all about release surrender and let go so it's time, no no more bullshit, more or less. It's, you know what, ha- okay, best way of putting it, they always say you should, you know, if you don't need stuff in your life, you should let go of it. It's a good time to let go and clean house. And I don't mean just like as far as friends go. This would be like spring cleaning. You know, get in your closet. If you don't need that shit, this is a perfect time to get rid of it. You want to make room for the new to come in basically. And if you start physically doing it, you're also spiritually doing it. So it's helping you to release what's no longer serving you so that you can move forward and make room for the stuff to come forward for you. So you want to help yourself in that chant in that sense. Like I said, you also have the full moon taking place with a void, of course, from Leo to Virgo. So drama, I'm sorry. us Leo's. Are full of drama. It's drama. It's it's a lot of it, it. Leo has Leo is the heart. It's got the biggest compassion of all, but it also can be egotistical and it can be dramatic about how it comes about it. But at the same time, as we move into Virgo, I like to call Virgo the finger pointer. It's it's like. The lie detector is the way I put it. So it starts picking through all of the shit, and it's like, this is what has to go. This is what's right. It's the organizer.
1: Where's the poop, Ted?
0: Yeah. (laughs) So it's the organizer. So you're going through a dramatic organization. Basically, you're hitting the lie detector. The lie detector is hitting you where it hurts, under the belt. And this is why I said this energy is coming in directly right after Chiron moves on the 18th. So it's it's one after another, and then you're going right into, into it moving closer to um, Uranus, which is only going to be here until March 6th. And, March, uh, and Uranus is, you know, in Aries, with it, it's a fire energy being back by your independence, your individuality, your new- uniqueness, and your freedom. And where are you not getting that in the core of your life? Because this is its last chance as well. It won't be back here for over 85 years. So... These two together are basically giving you that last slap above your head and being like, did you finally get the freaking memo? And if you didn't, let me just smack you one more time because this is the last chance you're going to get the memo. So it's trying its hardest to hit below the belt so that you can't miss this information. And it's only up to you as to if you take it the right direction. Now, you also have Mars, which is going to be passing Uranus this week. And it actually moves out on the 14th, which is uh, Valentine's Day. Now, understand, that's going to make Valentine's Day even more powerful. And I don't necessarily mean in a loving way or positive or negative you have mars which is in its home side it is in its full power sitting on top of independent i mean sitting on top of uranus and iris iris is trouble and toil and strife and and then uranus is independence individuality uniqueness and freedom with your warrior sitting on top of it it's your it's your inner SWAT team more or less sitting on top of it your passion your action aggression so if you're in a good place then this will do good for you but if there are things that are jeopardizing how you truly feel and keeping you from you know being in and living the life you want and independently feel like it, it, like you as a general person feel good about where your life is going, where your relationship may be going, then it may rip you right apart. Because, like I said, this is the warrior. He's sticking up. And it's it's passion, action, aggression. It's also sexual energy. So, your independence, your trouble, toil, strife is talking to the warrior. If there's anything that that warrior feels that needs to come out and be said, it's going to come out. Especially on Valentine's Day. I'm just giving you that warning. Now, uh, the sun is also moving into Pisces. Technically, this is not until next week. But... But the sun is moving into Pisces, so it's coming away from the energy of Aquarius. is starting to move away from Lilith. And I am being told by spirit, Lilith has a lot to do with this energy. And this whole week is being ruled by the moon and by Lilith. I'm also being told it has a lot to do with your sensitivities as well as with your stepping into your higher self, your psychic self, your intuition self your your intuition and and all of that form of energy and trusting within it, but not letting the sensitivities rule you in a negative way. I'm also being told you need to listen to whatever your soul is telling you this week, whatever you feel the depths of your soul is telling you. This is guidance that's coming actually from within or spiritually because it's coming into my left ear and it's it's high pitching, basically, which has to do with soulful guidance in our life and making sure we're making the decisions that are best for ourselves, our heart and soul. Not necessarily physical, but making decisions that will, you know, soulfully get you where you want to be so the physical can be what you are trying to create. Don't be misguided by that information this week because we do have, um, all week long, we have a sextile, which is Uranus and Eris. Like I said, Mars is going to be moving out of aries on valentine's day but it's still going to be close enough that it's going to be when even though it's entered taurus and now it's in a whole different energy you have uranus Eris, and mars is going to be sextiling the sun and aquarius sun in aquarius with lilith so this is extra energy of you're not going to tell me to do a goddamn thing I don't want to do. I'm going to live the life I want, and nobody's going to make me change.
1: Go a, home, Mom. You're it's drunk.
0: A temper tantrum. It's a temper tantrum lifting. It's a temper tantrum lifting. And that can be, go home, Mom. You're drunk.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it can be a very positive energy. I mean, Lilith can push you in the right ways. She's, she's, She can push you in the right ways if you allow her guidance to be of guidance. I mean, it, it just depends on if you're using it in an egotistical way or not, because if you're using that fuel of, of no nobody's going to make me do a damn thing I don't want to do, you know, and I know exactly who I am. I don't need you to tell me who I am, you know, it's the power that Lilith has is quite powerful to help you stand forward in your power. But understand when you're crossing into egotistical and just having a temper tantrum because the sun is moving away from Lilith and it is leaving Aquarius so that shine that has been with you on Lil- uh, been with Lilith that whole time that's helping to make you shine and bring the core energy and illuminate you is going to start going against you now if you are using it in an egotistical way so watch the temper tantrum because it's being backed up with Jupiter And Jupiter is going to magnify this energy. So are you using it to collect knowledge and use it intelligently? Or are you using against you? And you're not using it in your higher power, any way, shape, or form. And you're just having a temper tantrum. That's going to backfire and screw up your moving forward over these next three weeks while Uranus is still here in Aries. This is a very powerful energy that I'm being given. Remember, it has to do with Lilith. Now, you also have... The moon all week long has got, the moon is having all kinds of energies going on. But since we're starting a little bit late, I'm just going to go right back to, we're starting off with the moon is still having a T-square going on, like I've been saying over the last couple weeks. But now the moon is in this T-square on this day. It's Neptune and Pisces in the Universal 12th house, speaking with, excuse me, speaking with, the moon in gemini in that third house and sagittarius has jupiter in it so this is your higher self playing on the energies that is going on in pisces pisces is always speaking to us about what we want to believe in what we hope to believe in the healing that we would like to see but not necessarily going after because we don't really want to have to do the work and it's a little bit difficult, so it's easier to live in denial. With Neptune there, it's easier to stay in denial. You've got the moon in Gemini speaking to you about, you know, I call the moon in Gemini Jekyll and Hyde. You don't know which side of the subject you're going to get. So are you dealing with soul or are you dealing with ego? Because your higher self has a message here. And like I said, with the moon, it's emotional. It's going to be bringing it in to a little too close to home because it's going to be bringing it in with the siblings and those close environments to you. Now, when you move into the 15th and the 16th, the moon moves into Cancer. This is also where we have the energy of the North Node right now. And it is going to be trining the Sun until the Sun moves and Lilith in Aquarius. So this is the Moon on the Sun. The Moon and the Sun are having this conversation about what your inner and your outer world needs. The Sun is your illumination it is how you shine it is how you're viewed it is how you're seen but Lilith is backing it again this comes down to is it soulfulness or is it ego and its energy is speaking directly with Mercury and Vista and Neptune because Mercury is now in okay Mercury is now in Pisces so your communication is on top of this energy like i said the moon is in cancer this has to do with the root of who you are this has to do with your karmic self this has to do with the soul that can't be taken out no matter what you do you can't get away from you the soul can't be removed i mean until you die i mean you can't get away from you there's there you can't run away from you but This has to do with a positive energy of speaking and understanding who you truly are so that you can start to make the correct changes and move forward. Understand what Lilith has been trying to tell you in the egotistical way and learn how to deal with that in a proper way so that the sun can still shine in illumination even when it moves into Pisces where it still is going to have Neptune, Mercury, and Vista. Mercury is your communication. This is a conversation you're having with yourselves, babe. And Vista is the higher... Vista isn't the higher self, but it's the soul fire. Speaking to the creation of the magic of who and what you are. Are you creating something new are you stepping into your authentic self are you stepping into the new you and the new life you want to create or are you in delusion and you're staying in the exact same place because you're too afraid to move forward i'm giving twelve, twelve right now Twelve, twelve is also speaking to us about stepping out of your comfort zone and starting to move forward if you don't step out of your comfort zone there will be no moving forward um Now, as you go into the 17th, you have the moon, which is in Leo. And it is speaking to the North Node and Chiron. So, this is another positive energy. But, like I said, this whole week is about getting to to some really deep depths of self. Uh, Because Leo, with the moon there, is extra emotional. It's extra sensitive. It's methodical. It's... um. It it, it can abuse its own self in, in, in in the dramatic point of view. It can make things be way blown out of proportion that never had to be there. And you're speaking only with yourself here. The North Node is telling you what you have to learn in order to move forward. Chiron is telling you what you have to learn in the next few days or there's no moving forward, period. So it's not just about stepping up to the plate, but it's about... Either you literally move in one direction or you don't. And are you going to soulfully get there? Or or do you just put yourself back in the closet with the rest of the skeletons? Because it's basically where you're at. The moon in Leo also will be in opposition of Lilith on this time. So it is emotionally questioning your ego. Emotionally questioning that hissy fit, that temper tantrum that you're wanting to have all week. Like I said, this energy this week is going to be rising all those skeletons up to where there's no place for them to go anymore other than when they slam back in after the 19th, after the Chiron moves. So you either listen to them and move forward or You're going to find yourself stuck exactly where you've been and don't expect to be moving forward anytime soon. I love you guys and I wish you all a wonderful week and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Now my darling and step back in time with me for a spell Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten Before our minds became clouded and filled with rocks There was one, at least one in each and every clan Those, those that came from the other land